Claudia, and we're just two ladies talking about ladies. We wanted to create a safe space for women to voice their opinions on various topics about life and share their stories. We hope you enjoy this episode, and thanks for hanging. Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to Noah Femme. Um, today we wanted to talk about democracy <laughs> and um, women's roles in democracy and how we're directly affected by the way our government is run and um, in the time of Crystal and I's present, <laughs> it is a week after the uh, unsuccessful uh, coup and um, yeah things are just weird so <laughs> we uh, thought we'd come to you guys and just talk it out with you yeah it's uh, a really bizarre time that we're living in um, I never thought in my lifetime I would see the capitol building actually be overrun by uh I'm going to call them radicalists. Radicals? Uh, Domestic terrorists is the proper Yeah, there you go. D, all of the above. Never thought I'd see that in my lifetime. So it was really, uh, really interesting. I guess uh, guess it's a good thing, like a wake-up call. Very bizarre. I don't really, I don't really know where we're gonna go from here honestly it honestly hasn't um it didn't really surprise me I feel like for the past four years I've been waiting for uh some after Charlottesville in 2016 Mm -hmm. I was like oh so that is uh very scary (laughs) I didn't realize how bad it was that was a wake-up um let's start just having conversations with white people around me about race and make them uncomfortable. (laughs) Let's get uncomfortable together and figure it out. And then I was surprised that I had such a reaction to it. (laughs) I think that was the only moment I have felt patriotic ever in my life (laughs) where I was like hurt. by a building being broken into like and I think it was also like you know the people who we trust whether we want to or not to make the laws of this country were could have been just straight up murdered (laughs) it's crazy I I think there's a lot of symbolism you know when you see the images or you know when you watched it live on national television I feel like I feel like that's what made it real you know because people talk about other people having certain views and opinions and agendas sure but that's all you know theoretical hypothetical it's verbal you know there's nothing uh, tangible about any of those uh, views or any of those, I guess, opinions, stances that people take. So it's easy for us to kind of 
you know, push it aside or sweep it under the rug because it doesn't directly impact us. But and when, we live in New York and Massachusetts too, where right. you know those kinds of things are like under the cover or like tucked away upstate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I I think the fact that it was something very physical, something very violent. You know, unfortunately, people lost their lives that day. And I think that's what made it feel real. Like, oh, this isn't, you know, fake news. This is something that actually happened. Nobody can dispute what happened because people died. People died. It was, you know, recorded on national television. It's not just some, you know, BS tweet that you could say was from a fake Twitter account or fake news or whatever like that. Like, there's no denying what happened. And I think that's what makes it real and why I think a lot of people in our country are really impacted right now. Yeah, and um, like you said before, not that, you know, it was good, but I think a lot of people who... I don't really have sympathy for, but I'm more radical than most. (laughs) But the people who were on the fence about him or, like, on the fence about, you know, the transfer to of power and whatever was going on, like, people who you were like, oh, I didn't think you thought like that in your saying a lot of things that are upsetting just without even thinking twice about it and Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of those people have ripped their uh stickers off their cars and their flags down and hopefully through their stupid ass sweatshirts and masks and hats and shit into the garbage because it's over get over it let's move on this country needs a makeover from head to toe and you know how do we start like what is the next step if Mm -hmm. you know how how do we start a dialogue with these people who have gone against like everything that we've believed in for four years in the name of this man and now we're like at this point where it's we're so divided how do we come together but also respect that you know people deserve human rights like on a basic level or even more than a basic level people deserve more than human rights they deserve to like thrive in the society the way that white people have for years but how do you get that through to those people it's it's difficult and as we looked back um, preparing for this episode on the history of women's roles in democracy, um, it's just interesting that we're, we've just been fighting the same battles for years. And it's at the point where I feel the universe is giving America one more try. It's like, hey, this is your last warning. This doesn't work. It hasn't worked. 
and it's not going to you need to change and if you don't after this like what I bring next you're not gonna fucking like (laughs) and it's gonna be super uncomfortable and I really think we're at that moment where either we need to like turn around and make a big big change or the universe is coming to like slap us hard yeah I think that's a good point um it's it is really interesting to see almost a pattern you know with uh through especially the u.s history in particular you know we we are a great and powerful nation but we we have had many historical events that weren't in our favor and you know we had held views that we now see are incorrect um but it's just interesting to see the pattern of resistance to change that's one thing that i have a hard time understanding why other people don't understand it (laughs) because you know that's sort of what being a human being is about is growing evolving learning you know amongst each other collaboration all of this beautiful stuff that makes us human beings um progression you know advancement that's what makes humans humans that's what this country was built on yes we haven't had you know the the greatest past when it comes to certain matters like race religion sexism anything like that but we are i'd say on a global perspective viewed as generally progressive or at least we had been viewed that way in the past but what i don't understand is how we can be how we can call ourselves you know a world power a world leader an example to literally every other country in the world when we have so many people that are resisting that change that progression and i i don't understand it because there there literally is no going back we're not going to go back to the civil rights era like we're not going to go back to segregation like there it's it's never going to happen so why are you resisting the progression? I, that's what I don't get. Like history doesn't go backwards, literally only goes forward. So I, I guess that's where my personal frustration comes from is, you know, you have to look around you. You have to have a bigger view other than just yourself and see, you know, see your neighbors, see the people that live in your community. See that they're not different from you. See that they deserve the same rights and opportunities that you do. See that, you know, we're all living in this one country. Yeah, it's a bipartisan system, sure. But what is the system serving? Us, the United States, the American people. Like, there is no us versus them. We are one nation. So I don't understand the confusion on that. Yeah, I think that... A big conversation that has been happening is that we are bipartisan, but if we've learned anything from like 
you know, the gay rights movement or just, you know, gender or anything, sexuality, those things that we have been opening minds up to over the past, like, decade is that binaries don't work. (laughs) You can't just have two... You just can't have two options. It doesn't work. That doesn't serve anyone. Being limited to two choices serves no one. And I think a big conversation coming out of these past few elections is that we keep having to pick the, you know, the best out of the two worst. And it's like, why do we keep ending up here? And it's Mm. because we're following that there's only two groups that count. There's two. And there's a few others, but they are never going to be president because if you split a vote in one of the two groups, then you're giving the other group those votes. And it's just... It doesn't work the way we decide things in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, on the ballot in Massachusetts um, in the past election, um, one of the questions was about ranked voting, which is where you put your top uh, few choices, whether it's like three or four. You put your top person, then your second person, your third, and then your fourth person. And each one counts, uh, like the first one counts more than the other ones, but they add it up that way. And that way it's a more, uh, it's a more broad pool that you're pulling from when you're putting people in office. And a lot of the things about getting involved in the government is you need to have money to get involved in the government. To run a campaign, it costs so much money, even for like a local election, that you either need to like fundraise and ask your community for money, or you need to have it or find it. And it's really hard to do a grassroots, you know, campaign because a lot of people don't have $3 to give you that week or ever, you know? And when we have such a large working class that is very underrepresented in our government, you have problems because it's people making rules that don't either really don't understand what it's like to be an average person in this country or can't remember what it's like to be an average person in this country. Mm -hmm. And it really makes our options limited. Saying all of that, going back to people being afraid of change it didn't pass in Massachusetts (laughs) Massachusetts was supposed to be like super liberal and progressive and it didn't pass and it was because people didn't understand it and no one really took the time to educate on a mass scale and that's really where the fear of change I think comes from is misinformation and Mm -hmm. lack of information I think um, people have been lied to so much over the past, like, however, like, honestly, like, the crap that's on Facebook is repulsive. I, how, how is that content? Like, how is this stuff even being made where it's just lies and people are taking it as truth? And, you know, I've had to learn to question everything I see until there's like three other resources that tell me the same information because 
you know, clickbait is such a dangerous thing. Yeah. Um, well, that's that's like a whole nother. I know. I was other, like, Claudia, reel it in. Censorship and freedom of speech, because that's a whole big thing with uh, with Trump now. He got banned from all those social media sites for invoking, uh, you know, homeland this terrorism. riot. <laughs> homeland terrorism, we'll call it. Uh, yeah. So, but it's like a lot of people are angry at the fact that they did that because they're like well where do you draw the line like yeah he invoked a homeland terrorist attack sure but where's the line like well what are they going to be censoring good or bad you know yeah that's that's totally objectified too Mm -hmm. what what they also uses as truth might not be somebody else's truth but that's that's mm-hmm. the beauty of being in America, you know? They also, like, brought it to the Supreme Court, though, and they did um, say that your freedom of speech and social networks aren't the same thing. Right. You have the freedom to speech to say what you want, ha- have conversations, you know, mm-hmm. write a book about it, you know even make a whole newspaper about something or whatever but spreading hate and lies like you're not hate speech is illegal you know you know hate crimes are illegal and there are limits to freedom of speech that i think we can all get behind when it comes to you know the bad And you're right, it could get scary. They could start, you know, just censoring everything that we see. But don't they do that already? (laughs) They listen to what we, our conversations, and they listen to what we like and what we click on. And, like, when I look at Instagram, it is such a, my explore page is the weirdest combination of things that, like, only I would be interested in all of those things that it has yeah, combined for an me. Algorithm. And that's, yeah. Exactly. So they're already censoring what I see or what I hear based on what I like. So Well, yeah, I think that just that's like one of those like the algorithm doesn't necessarily hide things that you But it buries it deep right well but that's that's definitely where where the whole logistics of it yeah Yeah. yeah. that's the whole thing where it's like it's a social media they already do what they want to do with your information and like show you based on algorithms and now they're just taking like hate speech off the internet you can't cyber bully (laughs) like i agree with they just took like the country's cyber bully off of the internet Oh, I just, just like the, the memes about him like reading like the back of the shampoo bottle on the toilet now because he can't do it. Like I just, it's just so funny. But no, and you know I I gotta give it to him too. Let you know you made a good point. Like social media isn't necessarily your freedom of speech. That's a, it's an elective app. You know you can still yeah. speak whatever you want. Exactly. And, uh, I, the the owner of Twitter made a good uh, comment saying that Trump violated their terms and agreements. You know you, how you you sign off on that yeah. stuff without even reading it. 
Yeah, apparently they've got like rules in there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you sign it and you violate that, then it is within their rights to refuse you service. Yeah. It's like any other company. Like if I went into a store and I started smashing everything and flipping <laughs> everyone off, they'd say I couldn't come back. And yeah. everyone would agree that I wouldn't be able to come back. Like, it, it wouldn't be up for debate. specifically made for you to smash stuff. <laughs> and if I went around being like, it's my freedom of speech to act this way, they'd be like, shut the fuck up <laughs> go away oh, especially because you're not speaking you're breaking <laughs> speaking with my actions actions are louder than words <laughs> oh man mm. but uh but yeah i mean even that like you know the debate of social media and freedom of speech that is democracy and the fact that we have freedom of speech is a right that we, you know, deserve as Americans. Like, that is something that I think every American get get behind is freedom of speech. Maybe that's how we get everyone together. Yeah. We threaten it. I'm just kidding. I'm taking that <laughs> out there. Just kidding. Trigger warning. <laughs> um, but, you, you know, you made a good point before, though, that I think a big part of the issue is a lack of education and a lack of understanding behind, you know, obviously laws and legislation is very complex, but even just, you know, comprehension of what I would consider basic, basic things with our government, like basic topics, the way things work, I think there's a, a serious lack of understanding among the general public. Even, uh, <laughs> this is sad, but I think it was uh, not Daniel Tosh. Who's the other guy? Um, he's got the late night show. Uh, he like wrecks the know. whole set. You never seen it? Oh, uh, you know who Eric, I'm talking about? Eric, Eric Andre. Eric Andre? Yes. Yeah. I think it was Ow. on his show. He, I, th I think it was on his show. I could totally be lying right now, but he went around, you know how he like does random skits and stuff? I believe it was him who went around New York City with a microphone and a camera and he just was asking people straight up. He was like, he was like, so, you know, uh, what are your views about ending women's suffrage? And... <laughs> Most of the people, I'd say probably 99% of the people he interviewed said they would like to end women's suffrage. Uh, for the general public, if you don't know what women's suffrage is, it's actually <laughs> the right to vote. So... Uh, it's more than just the right to vote, but yeah, it but, is yeah. like... The women's suffrage is linked with the right to vote. It's also the right to have a job. It's right. all of the rights that we... It's to be equal. <laughs> I just have to... Um, if we're going to educate our viewers, who I hope would do what the suffrage was before this... And they're not viewers, they're listeners, but... <laughs> but my point is, though, the the lack of understanding to what 
what just the word suffrage meant, a lot of people associated it with suffering. So they were like, of course I want to end women's suffering without realizing that it was linked to, you know, the women's women's right movement. Uh, you know where my everything. head just went to my, <laughs> like, heady world that I live in? Like, <laughs> so those people thought that he meant, like, end women's suffering. So they all agreed that women suffer somehow in this country and they wanted to end. So I wonder what they were thinking the suffering was and I'm sure each one was like a little different and that just like in my head like in the uh manic scape that it is <laughs> I'm just like linking together all of these answers that they could have and like there's so many answers to that question <laughs> like and yeah. it's needs to end but that was just my little <laughs> moment but like that was just my own little take on it i don't know if that's what they meant in my in my little true i guess in my mind i like to think that they just genuinely didn't understand the question and they thought it sounded like suffering (laughs) but or who knows maybe they just really don't want women to have jobs (laughs) or maybe they did the thing that i do all the time is um if i don't hear someone or i don't really understand what they said i just say yeah and then i laugh a little bit afterwards (laughs) i go yeah (laughs) and then i walk away (laughs) That's like what that's like what you do at a crowded bar when somebody's talking to you and you only see their mouth moving and you can hear a word that they said. No, people I'll be like having a conversation with someone and I like forget to listen and then I don't know I Yeah, it's not good. I'm working on it. This podcast is challenging me to sit and listen. That's great. But like you're like your point yeah and I think women especially don't talk about politics not because it doesn't interest them and certainly because it doesn't affect them because it really affects women a lot and more women should talk politics with their friends because that's when you start learning and you start changing and you evolve and but there's like a history of women being embarrassed to be wrong or sound stupid or something talking about politics because typically you know in the past probably still people now but in my past (laughs) politics was like a dude thing like I remember once this guy asked me if I like was excited to go to London and like sit in a cafe and drink coffee and talk about politics and I was like ugh, I never want to speak about politics ever I hate it (laughs) Like, look at me now. <laughs> Bringing it up all the time on our podcast. <laughs> Can never yeah. stop talking about it. <laughs> I mean, that's an interesting point, too. Just social norms. I think society does st- still gear politics um, as a more masculine field, more male-dominated, if you will. But I believe this year we have the most what is it female representatives in the senate i believe yeah so we have like close to 30 
I honestly, I don't know what the number is, but <laughs> yeah, it's like the most wi- the most women in U.S. history were elected this year mm-hmm. than any other. Year. I mean, so if you look back at like even just like since 2016, like Hillary Clinton ran for president, yeah. and that, even though she lost. And well, not by the popular vote, but not by the popular <laughs> vote by um, Russian yeah, spies. <laughs> oh. Another episode. <laughs> uh, trigger warning. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, before that, like, I guess Sarah Palin kind of ran for president or tried yeah. to run for president or something, but I don't know. I, I wasn't I don't really. Know if I count that. Yeah, and Obama, like, outshined all of that, so. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, that was the first time there was, like, I mean, in our history, in our, like, adulthood history, um, that there was, like, a woman running for, like, president, (laughs) like, for a major office, like, just, like, any office, office, honestly, but, like, a major, like, the president of the United States was going to be a woman. It was just like unheard of. And the it was soul crushing, soul crushing to wake up that day. And be yeah. Like, it was oh, honestly, no. I was shocked. No. I, I thought it was a joke. I, yeah. I wasn't even in this country and I, I had to call my dad and I was just like, why are the newspapers lying to me? <laughs> he was like, they're, Claudia, they're not. <laughs> no, but I, yeah, I, it I was, was in this country and I thought it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it was like that spark, though, because look at the results of 2018 in the House of Representatives and Congress. There were so many women. Yeah, and now good. there's more. <laughs> there's so many women in politics now, and there have been throughout history, but it just they're like young women, and they're you know a lot of them are progressive, and mm-hmm. you know even the ones that aren't, as long as they're not like maniacal crazy people, it's still pretty cool that they're in. <laughs> you know, Congress, like... Yeah, I'm sure there's one in every basket, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there's about a handful (laughs) in every basket, but... But, yeah, no, and I I also think it's important to recognize the the age differences now, because I think a lot more young, like a younger age group are being elected. They are having that opportunity to get into office with people that are, you know, double, even triple their age, which mm-hmm. is wild. Yeah. Um, but it just, I think that's going to be a big turning point. Because again, even though people have different beliefs, sure, give them credit, everybody's entitled to their own biz. But the fact of the matter is that you're a belief system right now for somebody in their 30s compared to somebody in their 70s it's totally different even though they could belong to the same party or whatever they literally just grew up in a different era like some people that are in like the higher offices right now 
like they grew up like without television <laughs> without phones <laughs> like like that's wild and they so and again you know people grow with the times hopefully but i'm sure that there are outdated views and opinions that are still oh, yeah. being weighed heavily on today's population the younger population the more progressive generation so honestly this the same way that that you had to be you have to be a certain age to be in congress or be the president there should be an age limit too (laughs) like yeah just once you hit if you cataracts get off the road if you're uh, 65 or older, it's time to let the next generation come in and take over because you don't live in the same world as them anymore. Just retire, and, man. Go go to Florida. Golf. <laughs> relax. Live in your old world views with other people your age eating rice pudding. Just, just send them all to Florida. Just send go. Them all to Florida. <laughs> Send buckets of rice pudding with them. Rice pudding and sunscreen. And, and just let everything Send their else. grandchildren to teach them how to use technology. And <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah. I feel like this has gone all over the place. <laughs> we just let it all out right now. Yeah. This is going like to be called our vent session. Yeah. No, it's important, though, to have an open discussion. And I feel like not every discussion needs to have a, a goal or an end point. I feel like yeah. that's the beauty of it is to share ideas and mm-hmm. and just see, you know, what the other person thinks. And talking about democracy and um, respecting the research that I did, (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to, um, you know, everyone might not know the history of voting in this country, so I kind of, like, just laid it out a little bit. Um, And uh, most of us know that white women got the right to vote in 1920 with the 19th Amendment. Um, Woodrow Wilson was the president. I don't know why I added that, because I don't know who was the president for the other ones. (laughs) (laughs) Also, in um, 1922, uh, you know, I, I never know the proper way to say indigenous people in this country um native americans or native or american indians i'm not i'm not exactly sure and um i guess that's my own journey that i should go on (laughs) figuring out i think i think native americans is still pc i've heard it all three ways so and i I'm trying to respect that there are many tribes and many different, you know, groups of native tribes. <laughs> I feel I think, like I'm I talking myself into a corner. I think indigenous is is all around a safe bet. I think you're okay. with indigenous. All right, we'll use indigenous on this podcast until we get an indigenous guest to come on and then and educate um, us. Yeah. 
even though okay yeah (laughs) i was just gonna go on into claudia land and i reeled it back in for you guys and i'm not gonna just focus on every single word that comes out of my mouth (laughs) but um it it was while i was looking this up i was like Okay, when did white women get the right to vote? When did black women get the right to uh, the right to vote? And then I was like, when did you know Native Americans get the right to vote? Oh fuck, indigenous fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's hilarious. Can I please say that I have period brain? I'm very sorry. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, I, I, I was curious. Edit that out. I don't know. We might keep it. I don't know. If you yeah, it, we'll see. You know. We'll see if I can edit by then. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I was wondering um, when Indigenous women were um, given the right to vote and how that came around. And I was looking it up, and I saw that. Indigenous people weren't given citizenship in America until 1922, which... (laughs) What? (laughs) They were here before us. How are they not citizens? Like, what the... What? It just... I had to say that out loud because that threw me into, like, another area where uh, I would love to get into at some point, but... Just, like, how little we know about indigenous cultures and, uh, you know, um, you know. uh, (laughs) 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 Colonizers? Yeah, colonizers are the words. Like, uh, the real story between colonizers and indigenous people and just the history. And I was so shocked and upset. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, it's it's really devastating, honestly, when you look into it. It's truly, like, remarkable in the worst way. Like, and how that was done for not so only long. Like, were there, there was no citizenship until 1922. Then, you know, indigenous people in each state had to fight their own battle to get the right to vote in their state. So it went state by state, and it wasn't, like, a federal thing. So they had to go to each state and fight in each state to get the right to vote. That's wild. And the last state that um, allowed indigenous people to vote uh, was Utah in um, 1962. (laughs) But then written right above it, you know, they said black people had the right to vote in this country but they didn't there was so much voter suppression and uh we saw a lot of it this year which is they literally were stealing mailboxes (laughs) that's how crazy it got it's just and they i can't get into it but (laughs) it's a whole nother episode (laughs) there's just been so much voter suppression in the history of the fight to get a fair chance to be involved in this democracy. And it's so upsetting. And it's really upsetting that it's not talked about in 
white culture enough like in white history is which is what we were taught mm-hmm. it's just not even mentioned like you go from like women got the right to vote civil rights movement everything's fine 9-11 yay we're done yeah but you graduated high school and the world slaps you in the face you're like oh (laughs) it's like oh i i didn't i didn't learn anything and what i didn't learn was a lie yeah (laughs) the voting rights act wasn't passed until 1965 1965 it's just it reminds me that all of those pictures that we saw in our textbooks that were black and white was propaganda to make us believe that the civil's right the civil rights movement was so long in the past that it happened in black and white (laughs) like right it it's just i mean whitewashing (laughs) the history books is again a whole nother topic that we could get into we've been doing that for pretty much all of history (laughs) you know we write the the textbooks to favor us in a certain light even for our less favorable moments as a country Um, yeah well when it's the oppressor teaching we're not going to learn about the oppressed history yeah well i mean at least at least i feel like now there's a discussion you know, with with all the uproar that's going on and with all the movements that have gained a lot of traction this past year, it, it, at least it opens the discussion board. You know, we're talking about it here. Our listeners, mm-hmm. hopefully, are talking about it. Um, with their friends, with their yeah, families. That's the first step, though. Yeah. That's the first step. I always, like, my my mantra that I have to come back to when I get a little spirally and I am like, I need to take on the whole world and I need to save everything and I'm not doing enough. I have to remind myself that, you know, change and progress, it starts locally. It starts with you, then your friends, then your family, and then it spreads out like that. And we grow by bringing more people into our circle and like giving them kindness and empathy and patience and time and space to make mistakes but there are limits where um there is a point where you have to move on from people if they are being toxic you know Mm -hmm. if they're sucking energy out of you and not then like you are just giving your energy away to these people who aren't then going to pass it on to someone else, then just give up. Just step away. It's not worth your time. Let someone else try. (laughs) Yeah. And that's important, especially in today's day and age where, you know, we talked about it earlier in the episode. It's hard to, it's hard to tell, you know, what articles are factual, what articles are propaganda, so take everything with a grain of salt, um, do your research, make sure that you filter the information and the energy that you're allowing into your life because that's what you pass on to other people. And, you know, just keep talking about it. The way that we make democracy better is to continue to talk about it, continue to be involved 
and to continue to stand up for what you believe is right and that's all that we can uh that we can do and if we band together you know as as a nation i think we can accomplish great things moving forward yeah and it's easy in like these times to focus on the negative i know that i like to go to the doom before I go to the sunshine. (laughs) I love the doom and gloom and the dark places and I like to tell myself that everything is bad. (laughs) Sometimes, you know, it's, it's good to focus on the small positive things that are happening even if it's not exactly what you want especially coming from this government that's coming up I think a lot of people are putting a lot of hope and a lot of faith and a lot of um expectation on this new uh era that we're stepping into Mm -hmm. and I think that they're going to be surprised when this era hopefully brings a lot of change and not a lot of normal. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to figure out a way to help our communities. Like, I don't think, I think that as white and white passing women, our job is to help as many white women take to the change mm-hmm. and try to find empathy for them because I don't think it's anyone else's job to help them come to the other side of things and progress with what a majority of us are looking for. I think to bring a little joy, I was gonna bring, we try to bring a a woman from history to each episode just to introduce ourselves to another sister and um with the state of the world and how much scariness happened uh a really great thing was uh kind of overshadowed you know we were able to flip georgia to Mm -hmm. a blue state which is really impressive and wild a lot of that is due to um, Stacey Abrams. Uh, she is a bomb-ass bitch. <laughs> she organized and rallied her community together for years. For years to get that change to happen and to really you know, show people the importance of voting, the importance of using your voice and really showing people how to make change. You just, you turn to your community and you help out and you look for the problems and try to find solutions and you just keep influencing people and keep, you know, making things exciting. Like voting sounds boring, but if Stacey Abrams is telling you like all the time for four years that it's like the most important thing you're gonna do since you know birth like you you get excited and we need women like her to you know hype the country and help us 
with this transition and I think we should all try to be a little more like her and try to organize minds a little bit as we watch this change happen um thanks for hanging yeah (laughs) sorry if we got a little uh, (laughs) ranty (laughs) (laughs) it's a good open discussion about what's going on in today's world yeah and um you know even though some of you may be like me and you're not a huge fan of this country and you're not a huge fan of patriotism and <laughs> you know you have very high expectations democracy is very important and even with all of that having a real democracy is what's really important so we need to hold people accountable we have to pay attention um we can't be complacent and you know the fight is really just starting guys so (laughs) um we hope you're taking care of your mind and your body and your soul and have a good one yeah stay safe guys we will talk to you next week all right we love you love you bye bye Thank you.